I was sitting on the Johnny. And wouldn't you know it, I ran out of toilet paper. It was right then and there that I made a decision. What was that decision, you ask? Well, thank you for asking. I am tired of this illness taking up every minute of my day and time. The old Christy would not have run out of toilet paper. Heck no. The minute the cupboard had one roll in and that was all that was left, I would have instantly put more toilet paper in the cupboard. But the Christy of today, lucky if I can get to my paperwork. And remember, it's now my pile of inefficiencies and shame. I told that to Jennifer today and I thought she was going to die laughing. And it was so nice. It was so nice to spend a couple of hours with a friend that knew me pre-EDS, pre-HEDS, before my body went down. It's so nice to have someone just spend time with you and you can sit there and not have to discuss the illness. Now, big news today. I think, uh, was it the Today Show or one of those shows in the news, CNN something, that had a big thing talking about working on your fascia and how important it is and, and that it can help take away pain, targeted pain areas. So I thought that was pretty cool. They're catching up. <laughs> They're starting to talk about it. And then as I was thinking about it going, you know, after I went through my, my, my little incident, luckily I had those little wet wipes on the back of the, the toilet. So, you know, I was able to get through until I could get some more toilet paper now. I said, I miss the old me. I miss being responsible. I miss, I miss taking care of my home. I miss being able to take care of myself. And then I thought about it. I've got to get myself back. I cannot let this illness win. Now, it's difficult. You know, I do the podcast every day, but I do that because... It's my medication. It's the closest I can get to a job. And I feel like I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to put out an episode every day. Now, Jennifer told me, she says, Christy, I'm trying to catch up. She goes, I'm far behind. She goes, I've got podcasts that I listen to about ancestry because she's all into the ancestry stuff. And she said, and they put out like an episode a month and I'm behind there. And I said, it's all right. I mean, we talk every single day, she and I. So, I mean, she already knows pretty much what's going on. And so it, 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 I think that's funny. I, I, I like that when she said that, but that's what's so good to have a friend that's honest. And she's like, I go through and look and, and, and pick out some things and like, cause you know, that's what friends do. She does a prompt every week for her ancestry little club, and I get to read about it, which is neat. Like, they'll say, talk about something in your family, and, you know, she'll go and pull up something and have this wonderful story about, I mean, she'll have everything. She'll have 
uh, the census records, I mean, everything. I just, I love it. I, I love all that stuff. Genealogy, all that stuff. And at home, I'm by myself a lot because my husband and my son, you know, go out and they do their things, go out to work and, and school and all of that. And I used to just take care of the house. Well, that's kind of gone by the wayside because I can't do a bunch of it anymore. And I've gone down to working on my fascia every two weeks. But after today, after that incident, I said, you know what? I want to get my life back. I'm so tired of, of just constantly worrying about this illness because it's like taking over me. I'm like, how are we going to do this? How are, how? How, how, how is it going to happen that I'm going to get my life back? So I started thinking about it. Before I got pregnant, before I had my pregnancy and gave birth to my son, I had gastric issues. I had the periods. I had, I have all the things, the eye issues, all of these things were problems before I got pregnant, but they were manageable problems. I knew every month I was going to have a period that made me feel like an elephant. I mean, just was stepping on my stomach and cramps would be miserable and I would go through many tampons and many pads, many, nothing, many, nothing, many. They were all super. It was horrible. Started at 14 and it just went like crazy and now I think it's gone. I think, I think I'm in perimenopause, maybe going to menopause, don't know. But I dealt with it. It was part of life. I had a broken foot with the truck running over it. I had broken ribs. I had a broken arm. I mean, I just managed. But I never had anything sublux. I never had any issues with that. I could put my legs behind my head. Never had any problems. I never really, really got ill until 2021, and that was after my pregnancy. And I figured, like, over time, that pregnancy, the, it, it tore my body apart, pretty much. My pel If I had given natural birth, I probably would have gone down a lot sooner. I really believe that. So that's why, because there is no handbook telling me what's supposed to happen... And because I needed a jolt, like running out of toilet paper while I was on the toilet to kind of kick me in the head to say, Christy, wake up. You were never like this before. Don't get defeated and, and, and figure out how you're going to come out of it. Now, when you start removing fascial adhesions, when they're like the ones like I was talking about having it ripped off my shoulder. But I tell you, there was a huge knot that started right where my bra would sit. And as I started releasing the adhesions, it gradually worked its way up to my armpit. Well, as good as it felt the other day having it ripped off my titanium shoulder. And I thought it was all over. There's still more. There's still more in my nose and there's still something going on in my foot and I want them out. I am tired of constantly thinking about this illness. I'm tired of appointments. 
I am tired of, I'm tired, just point blank tired. And I'm like, if I didn't have all of these issues before, could I possibly get back to not having those issues again? So this is my goal. I don't have another fascia appointment for two weeks. And I was stretching it out to two weeks, but you know what it does? It just makes me miserable. It just makes me miserable knowing that next week I'm not going, I'm going to work on my fascia myself while I'm in the shower. But there are the adhesions that I cannot get to that were allowed to get there from years of it compounding and compounding and building up. So I've still got issues in my foot from the 1989 incident with the truck running over it. I still have issues from my shoulder where the surgery was done. I can, I can feel it. And I still have issues with my nose. I had to have two surgeries and it was broken twice. So I know there's fascial adhesions left. And what happens when you start releasing those adhesions the way I'm doing it, when you have EDS, it, it makes them more, I guess, more, more prominent. Like it, it, it brings, it brings the pain more to the surface. I guess is, if you will, it, it, it intensifies and it gets worse. So I've gone from chronic all over body pain, not being able to tell you where the pain is coming from to right here, right here, right here, get it out. Problem is it can't all be done at one time. And I'm not going to wait every two weeks. So I sat there and I said, okay, I'm going to work on it every day myself. And then I'm going to schedule an appointment and I am going to go every week and I am going to get these adhesions ripped off of my body parts because they're stuck to the bone and this, that, and the other. And I am going to get to where my body feels human again. I was teased yesterday. I was teased when I got off of the table and the PT was like, there you go. We got you, got you feeling normal again. I didn't know what normal felt like. And I didn't take offense to it by any means because she was just saying, you know, I mean, the way I was breathing was not normal. It felt so good until it stopped. And when it stopped, I've fought like crazy to get it back. I've been lying on the pillows. I've been popping my leg up. I've been doing the breathing exercises. I'm trying, oop, okay, I was leaning forward. See, I didn't realize that, I was leaning forward. I'm trying so hard not to use my neck collar because she said that was kind of pulling my neck forward as well. So I'm trying real hard to keep myself in proper position and it's not easy. But I'm bound and determined to get back to where I'm not having to live and breathe this illness. I need these fascial adhesions out and I am going to do everything in my power to get rid of them because they hurt. They hurt. I, I don't know what's worse. 
chronic all over body pain or feeling like somebody's drilling the side of your hip with a drill just constant just drill 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 i don't know what's worse i don't know but i know that if i can feel a little bit better and i can get rid of them that much sooner then i can go because that's one of the things a lot of people it, it's painful to do it the way i'm doing it to be quite honest with you but it's all i know that's why I say work on your fascia before it stops working for you because it hurts like a bitch to have them ripped off of your bone. It truly does. But it feels so darn good once it is. And then when you've got something left, I'm telling you, it is like the princess in the pea. I can just feel it. I can feel there's something right there in my pelvis on the right side. I can feel. If I could blow it out of my nose, I would. But I can feel it. And it's driving me just completely nuts. And I am not going to stretch it out every two weeks. I want this pain out of my body. And then I want to be able to work on my breath. And <laughs> work on my breathing, I guess. My breath, I'll brush my teeth, that's good. But I mean, work on my breathing. I've got to do that. And I don't want it to take two years. I'm tired. I plan on getting these adhesions out of my body and being able to, to go back to a a lifestyle of hopefully not being up and overdoing it and then going down for days. I've, I've just got to figure this out and I'll just probably drive myself nuts until I do or I don't. I, I would love to be one of those people to say, I'm 53 and I haven't touched a pain pill in four years, but it's not happening right now. I would love to be able to say, I can get up and go to work. Or I can get up and go out to eat for a couple hours with a friend and then come home and be with my family, do laundry, do something. But I can't just yet. I am bound and determined to get as close to the old me, but better, as I possibly can be. I want these adhesions gone because as long as I don't have another surgery, See, that's the thing that scares me. They're like, well, your implants will have to come out. Your titanium shoulder will have to be redone. I'm like, uh-uh. What's in me is staying in me. I am not having another surgery as, as long as I can help it. And Lord knows I'm riding around going, please don't rear in me. Please don't hit me. Please don't let me run over a speed bump at the horrible speed and not be prepared for it please don't let me hit a pothole please don't let me hit somebody i don't want it please don't let me get covid i am just begging to be left alone i figure if the the illness gods or whatever they've had their fill they've given me just about everything i need no more i would like to just start trying to progress in life i don't want another day to ever sit down and not have toilet paper in the bathroom. I don't want to be, I don't want to be disabled. I don't want to be. I don't want 
to be dependent on anybody else. I'm just bound and determined. And I don't want to have to go to a doctor or a practitioner for anything every week. If I made it until I was 37 with these illnesses that's in my body and I was managing it without knowing it, why can't I fix whatever got me to this point now i mean i might be chasing something that's never attainable i don't know i'm starting to feel like it but there's a part of me that's like no don't give up yet because october will be two years since i started working on my fascia i am bound and determined to get pain free from fascial adhesions through the month of October. I am doing nothing but working on my fascia and working on my breathing. And then I'm bound and determined to do nothing but working on my breathing because I've got to get my breath right. I've got to be able to breathe into my diaphragm. I'm riding around with a balloon and I'm just sitting there driving and I'm blowing into it, trying to keep pushing, you know, my diaphragm, trying to keep getting oxygen all the way in. I have just decided that I can't let things fall through the cracks anymore. I want to be able to get up and go out with Jennifer and go out to eat. I want to be able to go somewhere with my family. I don't want my family to miss another vacation. This illness just doesn't affect the individual. It affects the whole household. It affects everyone. And I don't feel that my family should have to pay any more for an illness that's in my body. I read these stories about individuals that have gotten everything back within reason that EDS took away from them. But it took a while. I don't know where I would be right now if I didn't start working on my fascia. I, I really don't know where I'd be. I'd be in a wheelchair. I'd definitely be in a wheelchair. And I would be in constant chronic pain. I'm feeling kind of anxious because I've been up for the past couple days. You know, after that last flare, I've kind of just been up and I'm not quite sure what to do, what exactly to do with my body. It's like, do I go back to bed? It's going to be 10 hours before anybody in my family comes back home. So what do I do? Because if I overdo it, I won't be ready for them, but I don't really feel like I need to go back to bed. I can't really vacuum. What do I do? It was almost easier when I was stuck in the bed because I knew that when my family left, whatever water, whatever food I had sitting beside the bed was all I was going to have till somebody came home. Now, 
I can tinker around a little bit. I can go get into trouble a little bit. I just feel like my body is wanting to get better, if that makes any sense. It's, I, I haven't had subluxations since, well, yes, it was within the past two months, but I was doing exercises that I shouldn't have been doing. I've already mentioned that since I started working on my fascia, I've only had subluxations because of an exercise or an accident, with the exception of stepping into my underwear, well, tripping, and then putting on my bra. So I just changed the way and I went to a front class, don't wear one at all or step into it. If I don't do the things like picking up a heavy box or a gallon of milk and I just accept that I could have little parts during the day, I feel like I've got to be rewarded somehow, right? I've got to get a little bit better, don't I? How could such a blessing of a child that I was told I couldn't have be given to me cause my body to rebel and go against me? Such a beautiful gift, a child that I could never have. And then my body goes, that's a cruel joke. That is a cruel joke. And I am bound and determined to beat this. I am bound and determined to figure this out. I am bound and determined, period. I don't want to be Christy with H-E-D-S. I want to be Christy like Jennifer treats me. Christy before the illness. I want to be that person again. I want to feel deserving of going out once a month with my friend Jennifer because I did the house. I cleaned the house. I took care of all my things. I made sure my husband and my son had everything for when they came home and I get to go out with the girlfriend and have a nice couple of hours. I want to do that. But I don't feel like I've earned that right because I'm in the bed. And I'm costing my family so much money having to do all these modalities, you know. Send my husband off to work seven days a week and then I go out lollygagging and having lunch. I don't feel right. But I want to get back to the Christie that feels like I'm okay to do those things. You've got to have a life separate from the illness. You've just got to. I am. I'm living and breathing it, but I don't want to be it. It does get a little hard because I've got the podcast every day. But again, like I said, in selfish, in selfishness and for selfish reasons, I mean, it, it just means so much to me. I had somebody contact me and ask me if I would be willing to put their cousin on a wall zebra because they need a surgery and they're trying to do a fundraiser and they would like to share their story. And I'm like, sure. 
I've got a mother and daughter that I'm getting ready to interview tomorrow, and I'm really excited. It's Janie Elizabeth, and I'm really excited. And mom, I just know is mom, so I'll get her name. But I'm so excited because I've spoken to you several times about Janie Elizabeth. I want to be able to connect people that have this illness with other people. I want people to know that they're not alone. And I don't want to go down because my body can't handle it. I want to stay strong and be strong and be able to do these things. So the podcast is is doing what I want it to do. And then I've got the HEDS, HSD group that I admin for. And I have to keep up with that every day, every few hours, because people are requesting to join. And you know what it's like when you're desperately seeking answers and all you see is pending, 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 pending. So I have to stay on that headspace all the time because if I don't, it builds up. And then I've got 42 people requesting to join and then I've got to sit there and, and do all of these little, you know, re, you know, approve the request or decline, whatever. So I do kind of always have to have the illness going on in the back of my head, but I want to be able to start living as close to a regular life as I can. And I feel like I'm just almost there. It's within reach. I do. I feel like I'm there. I feel like I'm close to the finish line to get to the point that I can do the next step of this illness. And that's learning to live a regular everyday life as close as I can to it. Today was pretty close. I have gotten up since my son wanted to go to scrambled eggs from peanut butter. And I think that was last week. Yeah. I've gotten up every morning at 545 and I've made my son breakfast every morning, gotten his backpack ready. I've been helping out with clothes. And I rode around with my husband some yesterday. And I did real good until I didn't. But I was up for hours. I just now need to figure out how to manage my time. Like, I don't need to go back to bed. I, I'm starting to feel like I'm not so tired. Which is a great feeling. I don't know if it's the bromide, the salt tablets, or what. But your body's sick on the inside when it's hurting, when you've got fascial adhesions and you're not breathing properly. I mean, the pain in my side went away when they helped me with my breathing yesterday. When I was lying on the table, my arm wouldn't go down into a 90 degree angle when I first arrived. By the time the appointment was done, my arm would go down to a 90 degree angle. So that's just proven to me that my body is working inefficiently because of my poor breathing habits. So I know, oh, and like right now, I'm sitting here going, I'm in so much pain. And I just realized after 27 minutes, I'm like, man. My left side is really starting to hurt. And then I just realized, oh, it's because you're crooked. So now 
I just pushed my pelvis back to the left, and you know what? The pain's eased up. It takes me that long, 27 minutes of sitting improperly before I realized I was sitting improperly. I feel like I'm so close now. I've just got to make it happen. Sometimes, you know, people say they take a social media break because the posts are just too too hard to read and it's putting them in a negative headspace and stuff like that. And because, because I admin those groups, I can't really take a break. But I don't have to post. I don't have to comment. I can just maybe keep it, you know, kind of right there on the line just let everybody in make sure everything's going swift and mosey on i want to get as close to feeling normal as i possibly can and i hate to say that because we're not abnormal there's nothing abnormal about us we're unique But something is making my body healthier. Before I got rid of the fascial adhesions around my pelvis and stuff, my pelvic, it was, my hips and stuff were sliding in and out and I had to have a belt. After a few months of working on that area, I got to a point where I didn't have to wear a belt. I used to have to wear knee sleeves because my knees felt like they were sliding in and out. Well, after I got rid of those adhesions, my legs got stronger. Right now, I feel like my body's getting stronger. And man, I don't want to lose this feeling. I struggled because today I was like, I'm in the bed. Because I know I need a little bit more sleep so I can be okay. But do I really need it? I feel kind of good. I don't want to go back to sleep. I don't want to go back in the bed. I'm ready to start my day. Because you know when you go back into the bed, it's it's a totally different thing getting back up at 9 o'clock as it is to 545 i like to get to the point that I could be like, okay, I'm going to get up, fix my son breakfast, and then I can start working on my pile there, doing an activity, something before an appointment. If I have an appointment that day, I'll know I shouldn't do groceries or something like that. But I feel like I'm headed in the direction And again, I've got the podcast to document and the podcast to share. So a week from now, God forbid, if I'm down and I'm having a a flare or something, I can... (laughs) No, I don't want that to happen. But I need... I, I just... I need to know that, like, there's documentation. I can sit there and go, okay, idiot, what did you do to put yourself here? Or did it just happen? So we're going to find out together. Will she? Won't she? I don't know. 
I just started thinking, I, I just, I want to be Christy. I want to be Christy, and I want to connect people with individuals to make a difference. I don't want to be sick anymore. It's an invisible illness. But I feel like when my husband looks at me now, I feel like he he just sees he he sees that I'm sick. And I don't want that. I want him to see the woman that he fell in love with. I don't want him to pity me. I don't want him. I don't want him to feel sorry for me. I just want him to treat me and and, and just let me feel like Christy. That's all I want. And I hope this makes sense. I hope you understand where I'm coming from. Because I'm kind of like all over the place. But I just started thinking, and it took running out of toilet paper for me to kind of come to this epiphany. I don't want to be sick. I want to manage this. I do not want to be pitied. I truly believe, dadgummit, I can do this. I want to do this. I don't want to have to always be in the bed. And now I've got to convince myself that it's okay for me to get up and I don't need to baby myself. I need to get up and and, and start a day and realize that if I start getting tired, I need to sit down and take a break. I want to just be. And I really do. I really do hope you understand what I'm saying. And if you understand and you feel that way, I hope you can direct yourself in the proper direction so you can get yourself kind of out of that funk, off of that hump. Make that decision. I don't know if it's working on your fascia or working on your breathing or working on your posture. Set a goal for yourself. Just be bound and determined. Don't let people look at you like you're sick. Don't let this illness take any more away from you than it already has. And, and that's the thing. I don't want to lose anything else to this illness. I now just want to gain traction every day further and further away from that last flare. I just want to be able to just live a normal, regular day With exceptions, I understand that. But I just would give anything not to have to put on my neck collar for the day. I'd give anything not to have to take a pain pill. 
I'd give anything not to have to go to an appointment. I just feel like I'm getting to the point that I can be maintained. I'll have maintenance. I'll be maintaining my body because, like I said, I don't plan on having any more surgeries. But if I do, I know 12 weeks post-op, start working on that scar because I'm not going to let it start growing little baby adhesions and taking my body out. I've now learned the things I can and cannot do. Now I just need to put it into action. And that's what I plan on doing. I can't wait. Now hopefully this will be be the same attitude next week. And I'm hoping that it's just going to keep building up and getting better. I'm not going to be disappointed. I understand that there are limitations in my body. But it's okay. I'm starting. I'm starting to get my groove back. That's what it is. I'm starting to get my groove back. So there you have it. Got a great interview coming up for you. I can't wait to have her on. And uh, hopefully that'll be tomorrow. We'll be talking to her. But I won't have it playing tomorrow. It'll be in a couple days. But I'm so excited. I get to talk to Janie Elizabeth and her mom. And I appreciate all the wonderful messages. And I appreciate hearing from you. And I appreciate learning from you. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, did I tell you? I joined the TikTok. I joined the TikTok. And AWOL Zebra's on the TikTok. There's nothing there. But if you're on the TikTok, please find me. Or if you're on the Instagram, please find me. And we've got the AWOL Zebra podcast page and all of that stuff. But I love hearing from you. It makes me feel better. And I love hearing stories of success. And if you're down, I want to hear that too. Because I'll be right there with you to try to pull you right back up. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Thank you so much for being here. Have a lovely day.